0: you can have baggage. You just need to know what's in your suitcase. Hello, and welcome to Reclaim Your Radiance, a podcast where we discuss the most intimate parts of the human experience. Let's take a deep dive into self-love, sexual pleasure, and absolutely everything in between. I'm your host, Chris Hall, and each week we will be joined by one fabulous friend, and sometimes that friend will just be me, to talk about how we can all become our most radiant selves. Are you ready? Let's get to it. hello 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 how are you doing today how are we feeling how do you feel in your body right now check in with yourself for a second let's suss out like just close your eyes take a moment take a deep breath how does it feel in your body what do you hear what do you smell how do you feel how good does that check-in feel How good does that one simple breath and that just like reassessing where you are and just putting yourself straight into just this moment. All right. Welcome. Welcome to this week's episode of Reclaim Your Radiance. Today I'm going back to the on the fly, let's just shoot off the seat of my pants, talk about something that I've been reading, talk about something that I've been thinking about which is about this book that I've been reading recently called uh, More Than Two, which is kind of like one of the first polyamory Bibles. Um, And a friend of mine who um, actively practices polyamory, A little more than me Uh, will be coming on to discuss it at a later date but there was just some interesting topics that I wanted to get off my chest right now because you know what like don't just turn off this podcast because you're like oh polyamory nope not for me seriously there are so many good pieces of relationship advice there are so many good tidbits of information in this book that just like it offers you so much self-reflection it like at the end of every chapter And I don't even know how many chapters there are yet because I'm listening to the audiobook, so I didn't get to like skip ahead, but like there's gonna be a lot. There's like 10 questions at the end of every single chapter that like ask you to reflect and think about yourself and your relationship and what you're actually wanting. And oh man, they are some juicy questions. And I am so excited to get into those later. So relationships, let's talk about relationships for a second. Let's discard the fact about being poly for this moment. Because I know that that's like a huge topic and such like a hard question to dive into. And that's really what I'm going to talk about on the longer episode. But on this one, I just want to talk about the relationship escalator. So this is the, this is what you should do. This is what a relationship looks like. We're going to start at... Meeting somebody, and then we're gonna go to moving in, and whatever whatever your relationship escalator looks like, right? Like it's not always in this order. Sometimes marriage comes first for you. Sometimes, you know, whatever the order is, but it's generally the same components, right? It's okay. So we're gonna find somebody. We're gonna you know move in with them. We're gonna we're gonna say I love you. We're gonna move in. We're gonna, um, you know, get a cat, get a dog, get a kid, get married, get property share assets you know like just all of these and then grow old together you know and then like like these are just like the general things that people are like yes you do all these things with your romantic other but that's a lot of pressure to put on one person think about that that is so many of these key life experiences and like relationship markers that you all give to one person and we've spoken about relationship anarchy on a previous episode, I believe it was the one with Galen. Maybe that was episode five. And we talk about relationship anarchy, and what that is is like putting all of your relationships kind of equally on a platter. And this is this is a form of polyamory, um, but it's like the most like just furry ball in it kind of way to do it is like you put all your relationships kind of on the same level. So all friendships, all romantic partners, all people of all different flavors and you treat them all equally you give them all the same amount of love and attention like think about how much love and attention you give to just one person like that romantic partner right like think about getting that much attention love to like everybody and like how much that could reciprocate and bring back into your life and then you can give like all those like classic, like, oh, you need to do this with this person in who's your romantic partner. Like all these things are expected to come from one person, which is insane. Okay. Like we all need so many people to make up this giant quilt of relationships that you then like comfort and warm yourself with in your life. And that give you so much pleasure and love and joy and it can't all come from one person because one person doesn't have all of this for you you need so many different aspects from so many different people like you just you literally cannot get this all from one person like i cannot stress that enough and like if you try to get it all from one person that relationship will break it will have an expiry date because you can't you can't just suck each other dry like you need to spread out that love spread out that relationship building and one of the ways to do that is relationship anarchy that you kind of You know, this person is the person you're going to get an animal with. And this person is the one that you're going to have a house with. And this person is the one that you're going to have a sexual relationship with. And this person is the one that you're going to travel with, you know, like, You can spread out those different relationship markers and just be like, this is the person that I do this with. Is that hard? Is that hard to find like a person who's absolutely, it's so hard to be like, hey, do you want to have a shared dog? But like, you're just my best friend. Like, yeah, that's freaking tough to find. It is. And like, you're like, I can't even find one person. Like, how do I find eight people to share all these things with? Dude, it's hard. It's really hard. But it can also be so, so, so rewarding. And it's just an example of, you know, it doesn't have to be this relationship escalator, this path that we've all been given of like, this is what a romantic relationship looks like. This is what success looks like. This is what you have to do in your life. That's not true. You don't have to do anything like, like there's that saying that it's like, all you got to do is pay taxes and die. Like you, you don't have to do anything and like nobody gets to define what your relationship is except for you. I'm going to say that again because it's just so, so, so important. Nobody gets to define your relationship except for you and the other person in that relationship, right? Like you get to set the rules and, and an important part too is cheating is not having sex with someone else. Cheating is betrayal, betrayal of trust. So whatever you've said is your context in your relationship. That's where you're going from. That's, that's it. Like, cheating is just a betrayal of that trust, of that mutual understanding you set up between you and a person, right? Like, you could cheat on your best friend if you've, for some reason, established the relationship that you can't go see movies with each other, or, sorry, with anybody else other than each other, and you made that a firm and hard rule, and you saw a movie with somebody else, right? That's cheating, because that's a betrayal of trust, because that's a breaking of a social contract you made with each other, right? a A relationship is a social contract in some ways it's you know this this agreement that you have with each other that you have because it's mutually beneficial because it improves both your lives brings you more joy brings you more pleasure brings you support and love and it's so important and this book like hit it on the head for me and i didn't Think about it this way before, I think maybe that some of us get so wrapped up in the relationship, right? The relationship becomes its own thing. It's so important to maintain this relationship, to save this relationship, to be in this relationship that you forget that a relationship is made up of people, right? Two people and The most important aspect of that relationship is the people. It's not the thing itself. It's the people in the relationship. And so you need to do what's best for both of those people. And like a relationship is not a blueprint. It's not a house. It's not like this static thing that you build and then you're just like, okay, let's keep it there. Let's maintain it. Let's make sure it's still standing. No, it's a garden. Our relationship is a garden. It is going to grow it is going to change it is going to need more sunlight it like it's it's going to need more sunlight in the spring or it's going to you know need a different type of soil eventually or it's it's going to grow in a different way that you didn't expect and it's always going to be beautiful but it might just look different than it did a couple years ago or even a couple months ago it is going to evolve and grow with the people that are in it it's it's a living thing right it's it's a it's a very dynamic, changeable thing and it comes with seasons and you you just got to go with those seasons and accept that change is going to come and you got to be there for the person that's now there with you, right? Like You can't have this list of check boxes that you want to fill that you're like, let's get somebody who likes hockey. Let's get somebody who wants kids. Okay, kids is an important aspect and obviously there's things that like... But but don't start looking for somebody who's like this checklist of items that you need that you need in your life. Maybe think instead of what you can offer someone else. And again, these topics all come up in like the first like three chapters of this book, right? Like it's it's an incredible book. I highly recommend it. Again, more than two. I think there's only one polyamory book called More Than Two. Um and it is just it's it's such a good just like if you're having trouble in your romantic relationships, if you want to think about these things, if you want to give yourself the space and the time to really just reflect on what you want, this is going to strengthen your relationships with everyone just so many times over. So yeah, one of the things I say to do is to really make sure you're not looking for somebody to fulfill one of your needs, right? Like these people aren't there to be like, okay, I need sex. This is my sex person. Okay. I need cuddles. This is my cuddle person. This, I need, um, I I need somebody to live with me. This is my live with me person, you know, like, and of course all those things can intertwine into one person, but like, don't look for somebody to fill your needs. Obviously that's important and you need to set boundaries and know what your needs are and like the more you know yourself the better the relationship's going to be right because you don't get triggered by things and you don't understand why like you can have baggage just know what's in your suitcase. Ugh, oh, I love that quote from the book. Straight out of the book. You can have baggage. You just need to know what's in your suitcase. So when you're coming into a relationship you can have shit, everybody does. Everybody's got something, but know what it is so that you can then tell your partner about it, tell them this is what triggers you, this is why, like, understand me better, let's work together on this, but also like, this is, you know, this is gonna trigger me, this is gonna be a thing for me. And so they can then know, okay, this is how I don't hurt this person, this is how I work with them. So this is all about learning what's in your suitcase. Learn about what your triggers are, learn about where you can grow, and like, accept yourself where you are, where you are, right? Like you're, you're going to change. You're going to grow. You all have that point where you're trying to head towards, like you have that point of like, this is where I want to be. Like, I want to be okay with, let's say you want to be okay with your partner having, um, sex with like a same sex person, right? Like you are female and your partner is male and, um, they are bisexual and like having sex with men and, uh, you're not a man. And so you can't fulfill that need. And so, Again, just an example, but very relevant to my life, if you know me, Um, and just doing a little gender swap here and saying, okay, I want to be okay with this. I'm not yet, but I want to be, right? So don't say yes to something that you're not okay with yet and recognizing that that's where you want to be. That's your ideal self, but you're not there yet. And so like accepting yourself where you are and saying, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to get closer to where I can accept that this person that I love also has this need. That makes me a little uncomfortable, but let's evaluate why. Let's see why this is happening. And so then we can maybe get to a place where it's okay. So that's another important piece, right? Like accepting yourself where you're at. But so let's go back to these, like fulfilling your needs. Okay, don't, don't fulfill a need checklist. Instead, check in with yourself and see what you're able to offer somebody else, right? Like do it from a, what am I giving? What am I able to give to somebody? I can give somebody, for example, two days a week, two days weeknights, like a week or something. That is the time that I'm able to give to them. I'm able to give to them the desire to have a family or the need to have a family. I want to give them kids or I want to give them a travel partner or I want to give them the stability of always coming back to this same place. Like this one city is identified as my home and my long-term base, but I'm always going to move around and want to come back to this one place right? Like think about like those can be your needs, but they can also just be, this is what I can offer. And so flipping it's on his head is more like, this is what I'm bringing in. This is what I am offering. This is who I am. And it, it's just so much better than having somebody fulfill that checklist. Cause instead you get to see them as a person, right? They are not a walking checklist of the things that you want in your life. Like you can get that from your career. You can get that from so many aspects of your life. Like, you know, we all have these thoughts of like, this is what I want my life to look like. But that's not always the reality, right? And like this person has their own idea of what their life is going to look like. And you're dating a person, a person with needs and wants and and pleasures and and so many dimensions and they're going to grow and they're going to change. And yeah, and parts of that relationship are going to change in a way that maybe you didn't know, but that's okay. So let's get back to that relationship escalator. You're going up and you're checking off these boxes, right? You're going, okay, so I met a person. Amazing. We had an amazing connection. Yes. We fell in love. Yes. We decided to make the big leap and move in. Yes. Oh no. All of a sudden, it's come to light that we're not actually right and compatible to live together. This doesn't actually work and doesn't make us happy. But we still love each other and want to stay together but this is incompatible with my thoughts of what a relationship escalator looks like. Like if, if we go back on living together, that's a failure. That's a, that's unacceptable. That means we failed. That means we, you know, we're we're going backwards in the relationship. There's, there's no such thing as going backwards. There's only the next evolution of your relationship, trying the next thing, doing the next thing that gives you a greater chance of love, security, happiness, joy, all the things that all of us as humans want, and that some of them come from a romantic relationship, sometimes for some people. And there's just, there's, there's no such thing as a failed relationship. There's, I, I truly believe that there is no such thing as a failed relationship because things end. Of course, things end. Things have to end to begin. You know, you got to let go to grow. But thinking about it like a failure completely discounts all the learning, all the growth that happened during that time. Even if something like kind of pangs at you, like a regret, like, oh, I wish I hadn't spent that time with this person. I wish I hadn't given my time to this person. You learned to not do that, right? Flip it on his head. Look at what you learned. You grew whether or not you wanted to, and it's not a failure. It's just an ending. You can end the era of living together. You learn that this isn't right for you. And then it comes time to evaluate, okay, am I the kind of person who needs in my relationship? Am I the kind of person who wants to offer shared cohabitation? And if it is something that's very important to you, maybe that means that this isn't isn't right. Maybe that also means that you jumped into it too soon and you need to go live your own lives for a bit or not live your own lives, but you know have different home bases for a bit, you know, give each other that space because space is one of the new love languages, of course, and then come back when you're ready to, or maybe it's just going to be this constant fluctuating thing. Maybe you're going to, you know, need to live apart for three months of the year and then you're going to want to cohabitate for the other. Wow. I just can't do math right there. 12 minus three, (laughs) the other nine months, you know, like maybe you want to always spend the summers apart. Who knows? You get to set those boundaries. You get to set those rules. You have full driver's seat permissions of steering this car, this relationship, wherever you want to go. You get to choose. You get to choose. What do you want to do? Who do you want to do it with? You get to choose the next step in this relationship escalator. You get to jump off the escalator. You get to make your own. Actually, you know what? No, no, no. Forget the escalator. You get to choose and design whatever staircase works for you. Because your relationship isn't a destination. It's a journey. Okay. Yes. I get triggered by the word journey at this point too. There's so many like, yes, it's an important way to describe how we've gotten to point A to point B, but oh my God, guys, like, I'm sorry. Journey has become like almost a trigger word for me. Like, let's just, it's just mentioned so much. It's like the word green. It's like, yes, we're making this green. This is my journey. I don't know. It's just too much for me sometimes, but it is a path. It is a journey and you're always heading towards this like horizon line that you just can't see over and you're never going to see over that horizon because you're never going to know the destination because there isn't a destination you're just always growing and learning step by step by step and so there's no such thing as going backwards that doesn't that doesn't really exist there's no such thing as failure you can't you can't fail when the thing happened i mean it, there's a possibility of failure i think Or I I think that maybe I could say that there was a failure if, you know, there was so much potential and so much chemistry and something happened that was unfortunate that like didn't allow you guys to explore those emotions and that connection further. That can be really sad. That can be really, really tough. And in that case, I might say, okay, well, that was, I mean, it's it's not a failure, right? It's not because whatever time you got with that person is valuable and important, but I mean, I think maybe that would be the closest I would say to a failure because it never happened. And the only way to, you know, actually fail at something is to not do it. I think doing it is a success, right? Let's celebrate our action based items and not the results. You know, like celebrate that you tried, celebrate that you did it, celebrate that you moved in with them. Not that don't take it all back from yourself because at one point you moved out like that, that was going to happen no matter what, because change happens. <sighs> Anyways, I could talk about this for so long. I could ramble your ear off about all these topics. I could talk about jealousy in this area. And yes, we will have many, episodes dedicated to jealousy. I have a good friend who has such a good grasp on it and we'll talk about how to deal with that and you know how to be how jealousy is best beaten by learning a better sense of your own confidence and who you are and what you need or want. You know, like it's it there is just so many juicy topics in this book. So excited to dive so much more into them. But I hope that today was a valuable little look into the type of self-work that can be done if you just look at polyamory from a lens of learning, even if it's not something you want to dip your toe into, I think it's important. I think it's important to know that there are just so many other ways to, to do a relationship. And I just, I highly encourage just, you know, purposeful Investment in a relationship, right? Like, don't do monogamy because it's what you've been taught. Do it because it's what you want. Do it because you've done self exploration and realized that it is for you. That's all I'm saying. Just do it with purpose, do it with intention. I truly believe in your ability, and everybody has the ability to develop the relationship that is just right for you. And you will find it. You will find what works. We're all figuring it out. None of us have the answer, but just figure out what works for you and go with that. It's all you can do. Figure out what makes you shine, what makes you radiant, and allow that to amplify who you are and bring more of everything that makes you special and amazing into this world. And one of the ways to amplify your beauty and your radiance is to have loving and supporting relationships and the kind of relationships that make you feel free and not constrained, make you feel like you're able to do Absolutely everything that you want to do. That is my wish for you. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple examples of some of the beautiful reflection questions that were offered up in More Than Two, the book that I have gotten these specific ways of talking about these perspectives from like all of them resonated really hard with me and i've started reading some books that like they resonate so hard that i actually start crying while i'm reading them because they just like i put them down i take a deep breath and i just like let out the tears and they just flow because it's just like hitting me so hard and like i needed to know this and i needed to know that somebody else felt this way okay so first question why do i have romantic relationships what do i get out of them What do I consider essential, indispensable elements of a relationship? What makes me feel cherished, loved, and secure? What makes me afraid in relationships, and why? How are you protecting yourself from those things? Are those strategies working? Aren't they working? What do I bring to the table for others? all right guys that is it from me for today thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here i value each and every one of you i am giving you and sending you so much love so much love from me to you if you resonated with this if you're like yes 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 reach out to me Um, let me know what you thought let me know if you hated it you know like amazing (laughs) let me know what didn't resonate with you what didn't work for you and give it a share if you think somebody else needs to hear this today And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode of Reclaim Your Radiance. Thank you so much for joining this week. I hope you enjoyed your time with us and came away with something truly valuable. If you want more and simply cannot wait until next week, come join us online. Reach out on Instagram at Hell of a Hall or on TikTok at Reclaim Your Radiance to connect. We also have a Facebook community with the name Reclaim Your Radiance where we talk about all sorts of topics related to the podcast, and tons that aren't. It's a community of like-minded souls who want to dive deeper into these things and keep the conversation going. Or maybe you're more of a tips and tricks straight to your inbox kind of person. Sign up for our mailing list to receive bonus content and stay in touch with what's happening in the world of Reclaim Your Radiance, including retreats, self-love courses, and more. Stay tuned. Head on over to the episode notes in the show description to find those links, and I hope to see you online soon. All right, everyone, until next week, stay radiant.